This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's Swindon Town. Well, a welcome break from the hoi polloi of EFL League Two football is here as Swindon welcome Aldershot to the county grounds. The visitors have sold out their allocation as they seek to gain revenge for their under-18s losing to Swindon's equivalent in the FA Youth Cup in midweek. Here to discuss is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Rich. I'm very excited for part two of the Henry Port derby. What a derby that is, brackets, by the way. How are you? You good? Yeah, it's a good week. Well, I mean, I I like going to watch the football, but I think it was was a good time to have a midweek off Mm. after the franticness of the last of the last month so yeah i'm feeling refreshed heading into the game hopefully it should be good fun refreshed is about right uh, those few days away from podcasting were a treat and now i look at the schedule and boy howdy joe do i not want to replay yes i think we could we could very much do about a replay that would be incredibly useful as much as much as we like to get through, I think, as always in this scenario, draw is probably worst case scenario. Yeah. And before we go on, we're recording this at 4pm. There's children, there's noise, there's Zoom. There's not much I can do about it. Teddy went to see Paw Patrol at the cinema this afternoon, so he's in a very good place, but overexcited, shall we say. <laughs> that'll, that'll get you riled up, if anything. You certainly got me riled up. Joe, are you up for the cup? Yeah, kind of. Usually cup competitions, it's, well, here we go again, getting getting knocked out. I think I've, I've totted up and it's, it's nine cup losses in a row since, since Walsall, but... 
Um, no, I, I think with Michael Flynn, he he was very firm in the sort of we're going to do this um, earlier on, and as as always, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I I do have some confidence given given his cut record that maybe there's a chance that we don't we don't fall on the very first banana skin once more. That would be nice. Fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> but FA Cup losses they seem to be very very common in Swindon Townland. Well, yes, because that's because it's true. I mean, we're almost peerless, I would say, in terms of being useless in cup competitions. But if anything, actually looking up, one of our peers would be Aldershot, who have uh, have not made the first, the second round since 2014. So maybe it's a it's a bit of a, a Goliath versus Goliath situation in terms of who can lose first. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic. I don't see Aldershot as a as a lowly non-league club. Yes, they're in non-league, but the National League, frankly, is low-end League Two standards. So I'm not making my excuses already, Joe, but I'm certainly not seeing this as playing Barnstable or something. It's, this is These are pros. We should expect a game this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the upper reaches of the National League, which the older shot are in. You know, those those teams are usually quite good. Um, they've been they've been scoring quite a lot of goals this season. So um, hashtag no mugs. I think goes in goes into this one. <laughs> it's it's as you say, it's not like playing a team from the dog and duck league. It's it is a is a proper professional football side who, <laughs> looking at uh, Swindon Town's budget, probably aren't too far off us in terms of what they can spend. Cynic Claxon, cynic Claxon, but maybe true, maybe true. Michael Flynn described this press conference right at the end as a ruddy grilling. I'm not sure that was the case, was it? It didn't feel like a grilling. There was. There was a lot to be talked about. Um, he was, uh, I would say, possibly uncommonly uh, verbose in his answers, actually. So if anything, he was to blame for the the, the length that it took. It, it was a bumper one, that's fair to say. I think it was about 18 minutes, but uh, it was it was not exactly any more questions than normal. No, and I have to say, it was probably one of the most interesting presses that we've had with Michael Flynn, if not the best, by... A country mile, best meaning in just content. Yeah, there was there was a lot to come out of it. I've been I've been um, I'm on holiday next week. Early warning. Um, so I've I've been thinking that there's, there's probably a, a fair amount I can pass off onto this to the person that comes in to cover for me um, to give to give them a plenty of stuff to use over the week while start whilst I'm away. Yeah, look at this. Another advert journalist going away during the season. What is wrong with you people? Yeah, we're it's a it's a bit of a disease that I've very quickly <laughs> caught off Johnny. But, um, also, I have to use it up before the end of the year. So got to, you know. Yeah, Here you we got are. to. Yeah, you got to. Um, I have secured potential cover. It's not advertiser related, but I, I think there will still be a presser for next week. So fear not, everyone, even though that's probably the last thing on your minds collectively. Let's get cracking with this press conference with yourself. And of course, Andrew Hawes of BBC Radio Wiltshire will start with the big news of the day, which is a new contract for Michael Flynn and Wayne Hatswell that goes until 2026, which feels like about 20 years away, but it's it's three, you know, two by the end of this season. Standard quotes 
from the club and stability within the role is essential given the lack of stability we've had at Swindon Town in this position over the years. I'd say it's a relatively odd time to pull the trigger unless, of course, cynical Claxon. They've had interest from other clubs. I'm happy to assume that might be the case because... I think they could have they could have done this at a more joyous time where people could celebrate and be happy. I think it's good news. Those rumours have emerged. Bradford City, Bristol Rovers, take your pick. Ultimately, job security for Flynn and Hatswell and also security for Swindon Town if the vultures start to swarm. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be good news all round, really. I think Michael Flynn has done a very good job so far. We, As, as I said, when I, when I was... Hold on. Do you think this will go down well? I, t- I, I said yes. I do think it will because I think the people like Michael Flynn. I think he's doing a good job of putting a team together with what he is working with to put one together. Um, I think, I think you know, not necessarily rewarding of a new contract yet, but if if the rumours of that are accurate and there were, there was some interest and it gives Swindon a bit more security with Flynn commits him to the project. Uh, which he talked about at length when when asked about his new contract in terms of uh, what he was thinking about uh, in in signing one, and um, you know it's a contract contracts mean very little in football, but the, the very least that they mean is someone's got to pay to take him away. Indeed, and from Swindon Town's point of view, Clem Mulfoony administration tenure point of view, I suppose. Historically, it's been easy to roll eyes at them because Ben Garner and Scott Lindsay both left very swiftly after interest from other clubs with no noise of contracts when things were going well at that stage. So it's good that the club have potentially learned from the lessons of of the last couple of managers, Jody Morris aside. Yeah, absolutely. If you know they're not giving in quite as easily as to maybe they had before maybe they think they're on to something slightly better than they did in those scenarios I, I can't say for sure but no uh, maybe they they weren't as committed to Garner as they as they are to Flynn because we know that he's been a man that Morfuni has wanted the entire time but yeah you know to, to take the the purely positive look at it, it it does show that um they have learned from just letting people walk off to another club and having to restart again because you know, fluff though it may be, um, it is quite important to have a bit of stability. Oh, it absolutely is. I think we've learned that over the last year or so, that stability in the manager slash head coach position is very important. Right. Congratulations to Michael Finn and Wayne Hatzvel. Hopefully it means great success for Swindon going forward. Joe, we have to move now to Williams Cocolo. Uh, news emerged over the week of the former Sunderland, Darlington and Middlesbrough player. Uh, hadn't played much for any of those teams. Uh, he's only 23, used to be in Monaco's youth setup. Uh, was at Burton Albion uh, from early 2022 until his release at the end of last season. Why is this a talking point? Well, if you don't already know, um, you've been living under a rock. In August 2022, he was charged with three counts of rape. In June 2023, he was acquitted of all those charges. There's been a lot of conversation between fans, and it's been a divide of those who are very much, you've been found 
innocent. We move on. Or he's been acquitted, I should say, and we move on. That's very much where Michael Flynn was going down. He said the term the court of law. And there's only time you ever say the phrase court of law <laughs> is when you're trying to make that point. And there is a, a percentage of the fan base that's not comfortable with the idea of Williams Cocolo, uh, Cocolo joining Swindon Town, regardless of the fact that he was acquitted of those charges. And boy, did Michael Flynn talk for a fair bit on this. It's not a fun thing to talk about. It's not why we started this presser to talk about these sort of things. I've not read into it. Some fans have, some fans won't. All it matters to others is that he wasn't charged and he wasn't found guilty. What did Michael Flynn have to say about this? Yep, he was very much in in the, you know, he, he's been acquitted of this. He has to be amount, allowed to move on, Camp. Um, it, it's always quite a difficult question to answer, especially when, you know, you brought this guy in. And quite frankly, you don't bring this guy in and then let someone in the media know about it. Uh, look, look media or whatever the hell that company's called now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the, peop- the person that they clearly know in the Swindon hierarchy. Um, you don't do that unless you're pretty confident that this guy's someone you're going to sign. Um, you just don't open yourself up to it. So, you know, he's he's clearly quite well rehearsed on what he was going to say. He, he did a couple of times talk about that. He has looked into him quite significantly as a person, spoken to people who have worked with him, and he, he referred to his own background checks. I really hope it's a, you know, he's getting someone to follow Williams Cocolo around in a, in a large trench coat and uh, new, newspaper with eye holes cut out. Bonus points of the newspapers that's winning <laughs> advertiser. And and that kind of thing, but he is, you know, he 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 does seem to have thought about it quite heavily, the situation. But he is ultimately, as you said, he, he mentioned the court of law at least three times. So um, he was very much hammering home the point that he was acquitted. Um, there are obviously, and people have, uh, will point this out, and will be right to point out that the crime that he was charged with is quite a difficult one to prove. So um, that's not always a hundred percent going to to get him away from what he is, what he was accused of. But Mike Flynn said, you know, he has been he was accused and he has managed to prove his innocence, or you know, he has been found not guilty in the court of law. Therefore, be allowed to re-enter society and restart his football career, which looks for all the world like that will probably be at Swindon. Yeah, it is interesting. I think you're absolutely spot on on the leaking of this information because you will know, we don't know the names necessarily, but four plus players have been at town since August and been training with the club, whether they've been realistically trying to fight for a contract or not, it's neither here or there, but their names have not found their way to media suppliers or (laughs) providers, I should say, and that is where it's quite clear that they're either putting their toe in the water to see what the reaction is. But given given Flynn's reaction, I don't think it really matters what Swindon Town thinks. And he made that quite clear, very dismissive of the other side of that debate. Yes, he was. Um, he kind of went into the, I feel like he said it before, but the kind of, uh, well, social media these days kind of point of, well, I, I grew up and it was innocent till proven guilty and that's not necessarily the case anymore when there is kind of a point there and there's there's kind of not. And he was yeah, he I don't I don't think he's the one that certainly he's not the one that's put it out. 
<laughs> he's he's very clearly not the mole. You know, I, I think someone else higher up probably wanted to gauge a fan reaction and have you know their their person of choice to do that is is Ryan Whelan. So um the name was floated in that direction and you know they wanted to know what people would think before they did anything. But as you say, I I don't think Michael Flynn really really cares about that part. He and, and you know this is also a, a fair thing. We've been asking for it for quite a while as a fan base. Um, quite like some players, to be honest, mm. especially uh, if if in Coca-Cola's position, Tyree Shade's going to be on international duty at some point this month. So, yeah, I I, I think some higher ups probably knew this was happening and thought we should probably test this. Um, but that's not really factored into Michael Flynn's thinking at all. Yeah, before we move on, let, let's talk about the football side of this. Yes, we need new players. Nobody is um, arguing against that except people that, <laughs> as they know, if they say it's fine, it's fine. It's clearly not fine. It's not fine. We, our squad is too small. We have injuries. He's clearly not happy with the left side. And if Tyree, if Tyree Shade sorry, is here <laughs> beyond the season, I'll be very, very surprised. But this is a chap who hasn't played competitive football for 14 months. And just a few weeks ago, he's talking about, Flynn's talking about players, they're not going to be fit now. You know, they're going to be this, they're going to be that. They've been out of contract since the summer. This guy's got two summers almost, you know, it, it, it's a long time. And yeah, George McEachran hit the ground running pretty much. And when he arrived and he had about eight months out, so it, it, it might just work perfectly. But given given our experience in the way they sort of brought Rashad Hepper Murphy into the first team, I can't expect him to be 90 minutes, 70 minutes from the off. Yeah, just on a footballing perspective, I don't know how this guy could possibly be ready before even like January. Because the you know McEachran was out for a while, but he spent that entire time with Chelsea or with clubs. I mean, I don't know specifically where Williams Colo has been, but I'm going to take a take a stab and say that you know he's not been with Burton the entire time. <laughs> um, there's there's a very very slim chance that he's fit. Um, Fourteen months, you know, <laughs> if 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 he has been away from that football the entire time, I imagine he has been keeping fit in in whatever way he can, but. No, the the rust takes quite a while to dust off. I've, you know, it it's not something that he could possibly do by say the Stockport game or even the Harrogate game, which is where he would most likely be needed. So, you know, he's I we don't know what they're seeing in training. They're they're still evaluating this player. I think that is probably key to point out. But yeah, when when he has been talking about are oh, these guys, you know, people aren't aren't fit now he wasn't fit in the summer so it it does it does seem unlikely that he would be able to play anything close to his best football for quite some time yeah yeah it, it's about it's a barrel scraping signing it's it's somebody who is desperate to get their career and their life back on track with all the players that are out there and there are a lot this this will be like this will be a man who's willing to pay for a very small fee in the first instance, which might be what town's looking for. And I know there's going to be eye roll into that. And why can't you just be happy? They're bringing in players, Rich, just for goodness sake, just acknowledge that I am, but come on. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There's, there's no, there's no universe in which this guy is the best current free agent 
that that is just not a possibility. But there is there is another reason behind it, and we know what it is. You know, there's there's no chance that there's not an, even another left back currently without a club who is more match ready and probably has a more um, a better career to this point than William Cocolo. It, yeah. it just seems impossible that there isn't someone better who would be a better immediate fit than this guy. Yeah, I'm well, ha very happy for him to prove me wrong, but I find it very unlikely that that's the case. And I was just going down that road as well. Anyway, and it could be just a solution until January. It might not even be a solution at all. Michael Flynn was asked on the budget, and if I was Swindon Town, I might have wanted him to bat that away with a little bit more positivity. But I, I totally believe what he was what he was trying to imply in this. Yeah, absolutely. He's um. He's he's he he still toes the line a little bit in terms of you know we're not it's not the budget that's kind of the only consideration when it comes to this stuff but um, he he definitely again as as you mentioned in terms of Tyree Shade he said you know there's still players around that he doesn't necessarily want um, in this squad and he's um, is going to take him a little bit longer which again he's kind of referring to his longer contract at this point but i'm trying to dance around that because it doesn't actually get announced until about 20 minutes later <laughs> um uh, and he's um but then he mentions the the endless money bottom we're not in that bracket which is kind of coded talk for we ain't go <laughs> we haven't got even a even a good budget really like yeah. that's you know that, that's that's what that means yeah it, it was it wasn't new information but it was much clearer than what he's been previously on budget i would say yeah i think at times you know i'm, I'm sure other people have said this but people have said to me um you know why why is he always trying to deflect away from what the budget problem is and he doesn't he doesn't do that at all at this point. He, he he does it a little bit in terms of, well, you know, budget isn't the only consideration. But when asked before, he's kind of not answered. And this time he did. Um, what what that reason is, is, is an interesting one. Maybe that's to do with the contract discussions that he's had. You know, we heard that Harrison Minton was pulled after training one day. Do you reckon he was pulled by, by Anthony Hall one day? So, Michael, new contract for you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I imagine if, if this has been in the work, works in the last week and they they finally came to agreement i imagine he's probably been having those discussions quite a lot with the hierarchy yes indeed yes indeed and a lot of things can change in football over months so we'll see what happens there hi ls pod fans it's jr here enthusiastic contributor and former swindon mcdonald's employee farewell outlook village one time i got to serve the then swindon manager roy evans yes i know what you're wondering big mac with medium fries and admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, summer is here and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it. OK, so don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing 
the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. In one word, Joe, are Mahoney, Kemp, and Young available this weekend? I don't think I can actually answer that question in one word. Yeah, maybe. Because it's not yes or no. Um, <laughs> maybe. Officially. Um, my, I, I kind of thought, I, I had more hope this time that maybe he would be honest about availability issues because he's regularly just sort of not mentioned injuries, but I thought maybe, you know, cup tied and stuff like that, that's different. Um, on the record, certainly he was he was not willing to give away who is available? Um, you know, out of out of the trio, obviously Ben Ward isn't available. Um, the the injuries question didn't actually come up at all today. I think maybe that was the grilling took took that one away. But um, you know, you you can have your theories as to whether or not Mahoney, Young, or Kemp will be involved. But um, he was not willing to tell Aldershot that certainly. Yeah, I would say I'd be shocked if Mahoney was told no. I know they've they've had they're having a managerial change but he was third fourth choice at qpr i know they're in a pretty grim position but i don't think you know bringing back the third or fourth choice goalkeeper from what has been a very productive season um is the uh, or to deny him a game is the way to go forward i should say that the, the real question lies is where where bradford's head are at with is at with with Jake Young and where MK Dons's head is with Dan Kemp. I would say, though, it does change maybe our predictions depending on whether those play or not, doesn't it? I mean, they are big losses if um, if they are not given permission. Yeah, absolutely. As, as you say, it wouldn't really make any sense to me if Mahoney was blocked from playing. There's, there's no chance he goes and plays for QPR um, for the rest of the season in January. He's as good as he is. That they're, they're just not going to do that. Um, and that, but you know, were they to pull him, then I think panic panic button would immediately be hit. Um, but with with Young and Kemboys, that's a huge part of the attack. You'd be taking out to get rid of both of them. Um, it would make sense if Bradford and MK Dons wanted to keep their options open with the pair of them. Um, I think that would that would make sense on their behalf. But um, you know, if they aren't available, then. It, it it then Swindon are suddenly kind of cobbling together a forward line because you know that's that's kind of half of it gone um, in one fell swoop. So you know it, it definitely changes things. In say Aldershot have sold out, so they're they're clearly going to be up for the cup, and and Swindon will need will need to be very up for the cup if they lose they lose their arguably their two best forwards. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Well, we'll get to the cup shortly. Uh, nice individual news for Swindon players this week. Tyree Shade and Saidu Khan are both going out on international duty with St. Kitts and Nevis or Nevis and Gambia, respectively. 
St. Kitts are playing St. Lucia and Guadeloupe, uh, while Khan will be playing Burundi and Ivory Coast. Um, and that's the Harrogate game that has impacted. Um, not great news for lovers of squad depth, is it, Joe? <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's in fact very bad news for lovers of squad depth. And I would suggest that um, they might want to bust out ancestry.co.uk <laughs> at Brook. Not that they have the Wi-Fi to do it, of course. But, um, you know, just just find out anyone who's an international. Um, you know, just get anyone in to try and get them over the threshold, because I do believe it is free. But, um, you know, you take... Khan and Shade and you know, say what you like about Shade but he's kind of a guaranteed starter right now uh, you take two more of them out of the team for the Harrogate game and suddenly you do have quite a few problems um, and that squad's you know, there were there were three kids on the bench on on last Saturday you have to put two more on Whoa, now well, we've so, got, it's a nine man bench they're... isn't it in the FA Cup I think well, well, it's a biggie in, 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 yeah, so, you know, I don't think they'd be able to field an under-18s team, let alone a, a first team, but with, with those two gone. So it is it, it creates quite a few pickles getting, getting taking those two out of the team. Yeah, we do dislike a dilly of a pickle here. Tyree Shade, I put my conspiracy hat on, my conspiracy theory hat on, because I, I seem to be, like, very motherly towards Tyree Shade in almost every presser. But I'm telling you now, if it all is well, he's not going on international duty. He's he's kind of drifted in and out before over the years. There's been international internationals with with them since he got his first caps. If he if he is loving it, he doesn't go. I know it's international you want to take that call. I'm not disrespecting the nation he plays for because I know Saidu Khan is going to Gambia, whatever is happening. I get that. But I think he's very much, ah, I think I'll take that trip to the Caribbean, please. Yeah, I think that that is right. I believe he would have been injured for one of the international camps. Okay, but, fair enough, fair but enough. But, you know, he, he definitely missed at least one since he was last called up. Um, and you know he, he went straight in and started the first game that he was, oh, he was if, available for when he was when he was in the squad. So it's yeah. not like they wouldn't have picked him. So, if you look, if you look at their squads, a Swindon Town player is going if they're available. You know they're yeah. getting called up. Like we, they they sink deep into non-league. Many of the Caribbean teams and Saint Kitts are one of those. So if if Tyree Shade is interested in playing, he plays. Yeah, I I don't think it would have taken a, a huge. I, I imagine Michael probably did want to block it, but no, they they're going to have to find another international now. Mm. <laughs> Get on the phone for Romeo Hutton and Burundi, I believe it is. Yeah, and have the derby with with Khan. Wouldn't that be something? The internet is rife with Burundi and Romeo Hutton references, but I've I've never seen anything, any interview about that or anything. But anyway, um, as it stands, Harrogate is on and we will be without two players but it's nothing we haven't dealt with before what did michael finn say about the team i know he wielded out the uh unbelievable football yeah he went straight down that well um he's he loves that one um but he kind of and it was kind of a, an amalgam of most of his post-match answers i would say that you know the swindon have played some unbelievable football um I think we really need some sort of soundbite of JR doing that doing that quote, uh, just just as a bit of a catch-all for this for the presser episode. But um, you know, he and then it kind of went to the well. We you know we give, give 
play really bad goals quite a lot, actually. Um, and we just need to be more clinical at both ends of the pitch. Um, and then he again, uh, which once again brings to mind, they've definitely had a meeting about January. Um, he then he then said some of the lapses need improving. And if it doesn't, then I will be bringing in the right characters in January, which he definitely said in the summer. But yeah. um, he is once again threatened that, you know, if, if they can't sort this out themselves, I'll be bringing in the bigger boys yeah. um, to to get it. He then, then kind of in the follow-up said that it's not like they're not curable errors and they're kind of different ones cropping up. Although technically if it is different ones, that, that kind of feels worse. But um, it, he was he was kind of short of that. But it was I think the, the main crux of this is he went, no, I'll, I'll be bringing in the old lads soon. Don't you worry <laughs> if if they can't sort themselves out. Yeah, yeah, I could bring new players in in January, subject to geography, availability, other clubs coming in, and everything else. <laughs> yeah, which, which is pretty it's much a... what he said as well, wasn't it? Yeah, he he, he obviously does does bring that up, but. Um, his his um, confidence in January means that I think he might have a bit of a short memory over what, what we saw happen in the market over the summer. Indeed. Right. Let's talk about Oldershot Town this weekend. Let's see how they've done over the last five games. It's been pretty good apart from last weekend. They, going back the furthest, they won 1-0 away at Solihull. They beat Lewis in the FA Cup in the last round 4-1. They beat Hartlepool. And Maidenhead at home, 2-1 and 4-2. But last week, they lost to Callum Kennedy's Dorking Wanderers away, 1-0. It felt like the old preservation, the old preserve yourself for next week sort of game. Um, plenty of players with Football League experience. But the big standout at the moment is their Swiss forward, Loren Talage, who is scoring plenty of goals in the National League. They do have experienced players who didn't feature over the weekend, like Stuart O'Keefe, formerly of Crystal Palace, and uh, Kwame Thomas used to play for Coventry and Derby County. They're managed by Tommy Widrington, who's one of the first autographs, I've said previously on this podcast, I ever received. He played over 70 times in the Premier League with Southampton before a steady EFL career with Grimsby, Port Vale, Hartlepool and Macclesfield. He's managed Salisbury City here in Wiltshire, Hemel Hampstead, Eastbourne Borough and Kings Town. He's also had senior recruitment roles at Coventry and Bristol Rovers too. However, most people, if they Google him, will just find a bunch of Strictly Come Dancing references because his son is one of the professional dancers in that show. I'm pretty sure he was best man or vice versa for Alan Shearer. I remember reading a Southampton programme as a kid. My best mate was a Southampton fan, and I'm pretty sure Whittington is best man or he was best man for Alan Shearer. Kian uh, Kian Harries is the Swindon link, as is former defender Richard Dryden. Oh, what a miserable spell that was. He's assistant to Tommy Whittington. Harries was actually very good in an interview with Fools Rush In uh, recently, talking about the Jody Morris era and last year in general. He had a wretched spell at Swindon. I think he played seven games across all competitions and he didn't win a single game for Swindon. And I know he got sent off in one in the in the old uh, 
whatever it's called trophy last time well let's talk about the last well three games of note the last time we played them in the fa cup was way back in january 1983 with the original older shot side town won seven nil thanks to hat tricks from andy Rowland and howard pritchard paul batty scored the other last time at the county ground was a two nil win for paolo de canio swindon second half goals from jake jervis and an own goal by darren jones but the bragging rights for the last 11 years have belonged to Aldershot in what is the Rissa Derby. It was Oliver versus Wilco that day. Guy Maggio scored for Aldershot before Paul Caddis equalised from the penalty spot. But shortly afterwards, Danny Hilton scored the what proved to be the winner. That game is perhaps best known for Paolo Di Canio's Let Them Dance rant. If you haven't heard it, it's everywhere. I suggest you find it. I think... Uh, Simon Ferry talks about it on The Low Strangers. Many others have. So this is FA Cup time. This is one of the things, Joe, that Swindon fans were excited about when Michael Flynn came to town because the FA Cup is sort of his jam, isn't it? Yeah, this is game time for Michael Flynn. This is what he flipping does, as um, Rio Ferdinand would say. (laughs) Um, He he kind of talks about his his many memories and immediately brought up one which actually seems quite sad when he said he was watching the 1995 final. His great-uncle Ted died that day. (laughs) Was that the one you go to first? You beat Leicester. But um, (laughs) but obviously he then talks about the the lovely times he's had as a manager, various cup sets like Leicester and Leeds. Uh, drawing with Tottenham, playing Manchester City. Uh, he said he's currently 1-1 with Leicester right now because obviously they beat him and his Walsall side last season after he once again made the third round of the FA Cup with another side. Um, of course, he's he's never failed to make the third round before um, and I think a very exciting battle will be taking place between Swindon being absolutely horrendous at the FA Cup and Michael Flynn being incredibly good at it. Emotions. And that, personally, for me, is something I'm very excited to watch. Yeah, emotions will be everywhere for me. I'll be just fascinated to see what, what trumps, what is more powerful in top trumps. Is it Michael Flynn's FA Cup record or Swindon Town's modern FA Cup record? I, for one, will be at the edge of my seat. It's, I think it's the, the biggest thing at play, really, here is, <laughs> is you know, which, which of those is the more powerful force? Kind of love versus hate kind of scenario to see which, so. which one really wins out, pessimism or optimism. I think so, so. Uh, everyone who tells me to be uh, less negative will have to shut up if we lose this game, because <laughs> negativity will have completely won out forever. Yes, it will have. <laughs> Did Michael Flynn have a, anything to say about older shot? Um, he had a little bit to say about Aldershot. Uh, he referred to them being quite similar to us in terms of scoring plenty of goals and conceding quite a few. And then uh, he immediately said, hopefully it's not a nil-nil in the replay because um, mm. uh, he's definitely not wanting one of those. Um, and then he, again, goes into kind of a very firm, uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. He kind of eyes glazed over, his eyes went black and he's, he's tried to slap Tyree Shade's face. Um, when he went, um, you know, I'm not going to be underestimating them. We he kind of essentially said we won't lose this because of me. Um, when he <laughs> when he was saying, you know, we won't be, I won't be underestimating them. I'm going to prepare the players as much as I can, and if any of them don't don't take this pro- seriously enough, then I will be subbing them immediately. <laughs> um, so he was he was very firm in terms of we're going to take we're going to be taking this with all due seriousness. Yeah, he was was quite scary at the point, actually. 
yeah, he was he was quite clear on that front. Yeah, and then there was there was references to like Tommy Widdington said, "Well, actually, let's go to the Joe Zone because I think that's where it came up, shall we?" Let's do it. Kind of on that um, January note, have you already had those discussions with a Russell Hall Mulvaney insert big wig as necessary? Um, yeah, about um, what you can get and what no, I, you want. I, I know roughly where we're at. Um, I know what I want. I've done the list. I've contacted teams already, managers, clubs. Um, certain of some of them. Um, so yeah, I know what we want. Whether we get them or not, it's not just going to be down to like I said in the summer. It's not just going to be down to finances. It's to do players want to come down to League Two? Do players want to move down this part of the, the, the country? Um, are the wages right? Um, anybody else coming from? You know, there's loads of different factors that we're going to have to going to have to factor in. But I'm on the front foot and I've identified quite a few targets that I would like, and um, hopefully we get a few of them. Yeah, and I, was, I was listening to Aldershot at the end of last week, and their manager, whose name right now escapes me. Um, was referring to the game as a bit of a free hit for his side. And so, as a man who's masterminded a few cup sets, um, is that kind of attitude helpful? How much can that add to the team, or is it not really how you look at it? It's helpful if you win. I don't know that's kind of a flippant answer, but it's, it's helpful for them if they win. But also playing with um, a no-lose attitude, or, you know, we're on a win-win... Free it whichever way you want to write it up. I can also take away the concentration levels because they think, oh, right, you know, let's just be a little bit more expansive here, and open up a little bit more, and then that might give us more opportunities to to hurt them. Look, that's what 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 uh, all the shot do is nothing is completely out of my control. I've just got to make sure that we are on on it. Um, and we, we're somewhere near back to our best and we don't make any silly individual errors. And lastly, I found this week that Jake Young is the fastest Swindon player to 10 goals since Charlie Austin all the way back when. I know you don't In 1962. <laughs> don't let him hear that. I won't um, him up Don't worry about that. And, um, but um, um, I know you don't care who scores the goals, but I mean, even with a goal drought in the middle, you've got to admit that's a pretty impressive achievement from it. Well, if he took all his chances, he would have been the fastest player to 20 goals, I think, in the whole of last century. Um, so, yeah, it's very, it's great for Jake on a personal level, but I'd much rather us um, not drop the points we've dropped in the league and um, being solid because points are hard to get. And, uh, yes, personal accolades are good because it shows that Predominantly, the team's doing well, unless you're obviously winning, the goalkeeper winning man of the match every week. That is kind of worrying. But um, yeah, please for Jake, but means nothing in, in terms of the, the bigger scale because the team is always more important than, than the individual. And that's something that will stay with me until I am six feet under. Terrific, I'll let you get on. Yeah, I was just about to drift into it, and there it was free hit attitude, which. It's it's so easy. It's it's such an easy thing to do. Just calm down, older shop. There, it's it's not. There's no distance between Swindon and older shop worth saying that this is going to be a giant killing or a massive shock. The, the 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 difference in quality between these two sides 
Yeah, I mean, it might be we might tonk them, they might be us, but it, I'm not going to go all BBC and ITV cub coverage on this and try and pretend it's something like there's 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 like a huge gaping gap in quality, but between them, it's going to be very very close. Yeah, I think we're definitely looking at being quite a tight one. I'm, I, it would definitely register. It's certainly not a giant killing, possibly a cup set, but mm, about yeah. borderline as that is. Yeah. Um. I've, I've, you know, all the, all the shot. Tommy Widrington actually, um, it was actually quite a funny interview. Generally speaking, because he was quite annoyed after they lost to Dorking when I was listening to it. But uh, he's he's referred to Swindon as having a quality that they wouldn't see um in the National League. Um, and I assume when he says that he means Dan Kemp. Um, <laughs> well, no, there's a couple. That's... There's a couple. You wouldn't see Hepburn <laughs> Murphy sort of doing that so yeah yeah it, i think i think it's an easy thing so he's he's trying to deflect he's trying to put no pressure on his side and that will work and when i say in terms of gap you know we might beat them three four nil this weekend but in terms of man for man with the top half of the national league there's not a huge difference to what we have seen already this season from some of the opposition absolutely this is kind of it's essentially like playing a, a lower level league two side yeah, who we've actually you know done quite well against, but you know they're as I think we kind of talked about it with Scott Lindsay at various point last season um, that the the gap really isn't that big. Um, Notts County and Wrexham are obviously a different thing. Um, that that's not really relevant, but the gap really isn't very big. There is some proper dross in League Two, and there's some very good teams in the National League, and you know, <laughs> all the shot being in the playoffs are clearly quite a good one. Yeah, yeah. Time is a bit against us this evening, so let's go back to the Joe Zone for what was a lovely few sound bites by Saidu Khan. Yeah, I know you don't want to get too far ahead with Afcon, but surely when you see the draw in Senegal and Cameroon come out, you're thinking, "How do I get Sadio Mane shirt or something like that?" Uh, to be fair, I've already I've already claimed this shirt because my, my my friend Sheikh Kiate is a captain for Senegal national team, and as soon as the the draw came out. I messaged him asking for Sadio Mane's shirt and his shirt, and he's already promised me yet, so that's already lined up. If I get a call up, then I'm going to come back with Sadio Mane's shirt. <laughs> that must be a pretty good feeling to have already sorted that one out among the boys. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's amazing. It's amazing that we're playing against Senegal because Gambia is inside of Senegal, and remember back in the day when I was young, like every time Gambia played against Senegal, it was a big rav all the shops in Gambia was closed and at the time in Gambia most of the shops were owned by Senegalese so when Senegal beat us we'd go out as young boys to riot go to the shops and start screaming screaming out abusive language <laughs> and I think yeah it's good there's it's a lot of history there I've got family in Senegal as well so it would be good to beat them yeah and then with Swindon you know you were talking about controlling your emotions but you can also sort of see you on the pitch being, uh, you really you really seem to know where you're supposed to be. MK Dons, you know, Gordon Miliki would step out and you step back in almost immediately like it's clockwork. Is that kind of something that you, you've worked really hard on yourself and as a team, those kind of things? Yeah, yeah. I would say as a team and most mostly with the management staff, because last season I was I was um, playing for the midfield by myself and it gets easy for other teams mark you if you're just in the same position they'll just stand next to you and it's hard to get the ball. What we've done well this season is we've got a lot of players that could step in to the midfield like Fraser can do it, Tom Brewett, you know, Clates, anyone that plays at the back 
is comfortable enough to step into midfield and when they do step in, it gives us opportunity to take their position. So it keeps it keeps um, the opponents second guessing of who to mark and when to mark you. As a player, I think it's it's easier for me to rotate with my teammates than just stay in the same position for the whole game. Yeah, I'll let you get on to your side. Oh, that's just the nicest one I've heard this season in terms of enthusiasm. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, it, I think Sadiq Khan's very quickly rising up the rankings of best Swindon Town player to interview, quite frankly, because we had a couple of good ones with him um, later last season and then into this season. But you know, I was I was kind of half joking with him. Um, we've obviously asked him, you know, are you getting Sadio Mane's shirt? He was like, yeah, yeah. And immediately <laughs> asked Sheku Kuyate for it. I just I love that attitude as a footballer. I think that's brilliant. Um, you know, he he knows what what he's there. He also you spoke in this first comments about you know wanting to fight incredibly hard to make sure he's on that squad list when it comes down to it. But you know, he's he's also kind of kind of one of us in this in this scenario because you know, being a League Two player and going up against some of the best players in the world, look like the Gambia will have to when it comes to Afghan in January. He's he's just very excited for it, and also his story about. Senegal against Gambia when he was a he was a boy was definitely not as sinister as it kind of looks on paper um, in terms of what um, the actions they took after they would lose to Senegal. I I kind of find it so weird how some fans get really odd about shirt swapping. Like it's seen as like it's it's, it's too it's too nice. You should be sort of turning it down. And they've been swapping shirts for bloody decades. Get over yourselves. It's let them let them build their collection so they can sell it off to classic football shirts in about twenty years time and make an absolute fortune. Absolutely, you know. I think probably one of the most famous football photos of all time is a shirt swap between Moore and Pele, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know who's laugh who's laughing now? It's it's the guy that got Maradona's shirt, indeed, um, Steve um, Hodge for England. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know, it's I think it's very important, and especially when you can come up against a guy like. Sadio Mane, who is probably at this point has a has a decent shout to be the best African footballer of all time. Mm. You know, this that, that's probably quite a valuable okay. shout you can't have been in possession of. Will be to some people. That's that's for sure. Not by Munich fans, I don't think. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure the couple of hours of of rollicking Hodge got from Peter Shilton and Terry Butcher was worth it in the long run for that Maradona <laughs> for that Maradona shirt. Yeah, he's. Um, I think any stick he would have taken, and I think Gary Lineker recently was talking about it on quickly, Kevin, about you know, various players not being pleased with him, but you'd, you'd definitely take it now, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely would. Uh, any other particular sound bites from Saidu Khan's? I think you've got the nicest bits, but he's been on the other side of the uh, of the underdog story for in in the FA Cup due to his non league career, hasn't he? I think that was the the, the best bits for for me. Yeah, definitely outside of the kind of um, him, him as a him being as, as proud as he is to play for the Gambia. Um, I, I, I found it quite interesting when he was, he was talking both about his Chesterfield Cup run that saw them play against Chelsea, and um, also doing with Maidstone when they um, when they got them played Blackpool. Um, when he, I think he said that playing against Torquay United was was the biggest game of his career at the time that they played them, which I think says a lot about where Saidu Khan has come from as a player, and also. The excitement that it can bring for players lower down that absolutely will not be the case of really any player in the older shot team. That, right. That's that's that much is clear. But you know he's it is it's clearly when you're when you're 
the ones doing the giant killing just such a thrilling day and you know Swindon will have to be on on their guards for for players like Saidu Khan who's who's in, would have been in the past thinking about this as kind of being possibly as good as it gets yeah yeah it, it really does have that that feel when he's talking about it this is a guy that is loving being a pro footballer he's 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 done the 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 hard work and now he just wants that bloody cap doesn't he from Gambia he just wants that cap so much yeah he's um dropping at the knees at the feet of Thomas Sainfate <laughs> to make sure he gets on the pitch at some point against Burundi um he's like well you know I think this is his third camp he'll have been with with the Gambia obviously they were making sure they were qualifying for AFCON at the time but he wants on the pitch. He's seen the other the other league. I think the other league two boys have all managed to get on for them. So you know, it's they're not like filled with filled with random players. There are quite a lot of European players in that squad. Mm. But uh, he he just wants to be on the pitch at some point before that tournament. He wants he wants that cap. And it, it's you know you don't always see it because England is quite a different thing in terms of international football. Um, and the level that all of those players are, but Saidu Khan, you can just tell he's so, he's so thrilled to be able to do what he's doing, yeah, um, and play for the country of his birth. And he, he, I know I'm massively rooting for the guy to be able to get to get that first cap because I, you can tell how much it means. Yeah, it really does. Okay, let's let's close predictions. There we go. Let, let's see how much faith we've got in this in this cup run. I'll let you go first. I'm going to go three one Swindon. I've got faith in the cup run. Yeah, me too. I'm going. Oh, I was going to. I'm going to say four one Swindon. Four one Swindon. A uh, lot of nervousness. People thinking, oh, it's going to be a loss after a couple of bad weeks. Nah, I think I think we've got this right. Okay, we've got this. Yeah, yeah, we've got this. Probably we we kind of need to have it. Quite frankly, based uh, on the current form, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the next two might have to be wins going into Stockport, but. Yeah, I, I've got faith. I, I I believe that Swindon will be able to pull this out of the bag, and they'll be able to, you know, prior to Gillingham, the home form had been very good. Exactly. We have every faith in Michael Flynn and whatever squad he puts out. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music for the presser is provided by the awesome Drag Me Down and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 